0: So this episode is just me, no one else, no special guest, but this is something that God has put upon my heart to share about and something I think we need to look at as a whole. I would super appreciate it if you would share and subscribe. Share and subscribe. So I have some ideas of what I believe is happening in the body of Christ right now. As I've sat back and surveyed everything and just been watching the last few weeks, I believe what God is doing is bringing us through the eye of the needle. And if you just give me a few moments here, I'll explain it, kind of elaborate where I'm coming from on this. And uh, go from there. I did a Facebook broadcast about that. Um, It kind of had a little bit of a couple of things going on there, but I wanted to come straight into the podcast about this as well. So here's where I'm going to start. Matthew 7, 13 through 14, and this is what it says. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the gate that leads to life. Only a few who find it. Now, oftentimes, this passage is attributed to sin. Like many people find the lifestyle of sin. But only certain people find the lifestyle of not having sin. Well, the reality is this, is we all have something in our lives that we probably need the blood of Jesus to atone for. We're all with blemish and with fault. We all fall short of the glory. None of us are perfect. But we also have to consider looking at this scripture in context. And in context, right before you have Jesus talking about you know, ask and it will be given to you. Knock and it will be opened up to you. Seek and you shall find it. And then it doesn't necessarily uh, resonate with the with this passage. So you have to kind of look a little bit afterwards. And afterwards, you start having Jesus talking about bearing good fruit, uh, the signs of a, of a false prophet. And then he also goes into about many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy? Did we not do miracles? Did we not see signs and wonders all in your name? And Jesus tells his friends that are there, I will say to that person, depart from me. I never knew you. That's harsh. But what is really being said here? wide is the gate that leads to destruction there's no life in that gate but narrow is the gate that leads to life and as i just began to ponder about this the lord began to speak to me and say wesley when you get to a point in your life and you're carrying all these things these I've done this in your name, Lord. I've done this in your name. I've prophesied. I've seen miracles. I've seen healings in your name. The only thing that can make it through is intimacy. The only thing that can make it through that narrow gate is your heart. See, Jesus was saying, like, I never knew you. While we have a culture of people that are trying to be the King Apostle or America's Next Top Prophet, I look at the life of Lazarus. Lazarus was the person who Jesus knew by name. John called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. But when you see in Scripture, Jesus actually calls Lazarus by name. My friend, Lazarus. You're only sleeping. I want to become more like Lazarus. So I'm looking at this narrow gate passage and the Lord just kind of whispers to me. Why don't you go look at the rich young ruler? Now, this is also with, you know, another passage that many of us are familiar with. And we say, you know, if you want to follow the Lord, be poor. And I don't think that's necessarily what this scripture is in context to. I think there's a greater meaning to it if we really dive into it. If we really look at it, there's a much greater meaning meaning to that uh, verse. But let's look at that. That's in Mark 10, uh, starting in verse 20. And he said to him, and now Jesus was saying like, hey, you know, the rich young ruler comes up to him. Hey, I want to know how to enter into heaven. Could you tell me? And Jesus says, you know, you already know the way. You already know the path. Um, you got to keep these laws. And the rich young ruler responds with this in uh, Mark ten twenty: Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth and up. Sorry, I forgot to put my phone on silent. I've kept all these things from my youth and up. Like I'm still doing them today. And Jesus, looking at him, felt a love for him and then said to him, this is Jesus feeling love for the guy. One thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor and you will have a treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. I don't think Jesus is sitting there saying, hey, you know, you have an overemphasis on your treasures. It's more of you have an overemphasis on your accomplishments. You have an overemphasis like you've kept the law, you've done everything right, you've, you've done everything perfect to a T that a Christian is supposed to do. You went to church, you gave, you helped, you served, you were at the car wash, you gave $10 instead of 5 But instead of holding on to those things, why don't you put all the gifts, why don't you put all the accolades to the side, all the stuff you find valuable in, on earth, And let me show you what a real treasure in heaven is like. Why don't you follow me? See, it's another call to intimacy. We see this somewhere else too. We see this in the story uh, of Song of Solomon. And it says that, you know, my beloved came to my door and knocked at the door. And I responded to him, I've already washed my feet. I've already turned myself into bed. See, so many times, so often, we're like, I've already done all the religious stuff. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I don't need to do anything else. I'm just gonna, I've, I've, I said the prayer. I went to a service. I read my Bible I even went to a concert. I sponsored a child. Now I just wanna sit here and enjoy my rest. But what happens? She realizes that she missed him. And that's what I'm concerned about in in this time is that we're gonna realize that we've missed him. I think we're sitting on the cusp of a brand new opportunity for visitation from the Lord to go from a place of just irregular encounters to a place of you know every every week every day we visit with the Lord I think we need to lay away the things that we maybe find valuable and start looking at the things like intimacy and him knowing our name and making sure that those are priority on our lives i want to close out with this thought what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul See, I think we're looking at something right now where people have put all their eggs into the basket of ministry and people are hoping to achieve something that honestly causes us to lose ourselves. Which I know is interesting because I used to run... A ministry school and people would make fun of me all the time because it would be like you have like this anti-ministry message and i'm like no it's not an anti-ministry message it's a you're more than likely called to something greater message go do that don't find yourself limited into just what everybody else is trying to do Don't lose yourself. And what I I feel like the Lord is saying is like, I've created you so uniquely, so individualistically. Don't settle. Don't settle for what shines to you right now, but be fervent and go after what you were truly created for. Go after it, whatever it is. We are now in a day and an age where if your interest is I'm trying to think of something hypothetically, whoever thought that essential oils would be so huge and now they're blowing up? Whatever your passion is. God can breathe on it. Like you have to take into consideration that he formed you before you were in your mother's womb. You were inside of him and he formed you. And there's a reason why you have a passion for that weird thing, for that unique thing that nobody else does. There are people that have become successful mentors for flight attendants. Think about that for a moment. There is someone who is mentoring flight attendants via a Facebook group right now that is making a multi-million dollar income. And I know it's not about the money, but they did something they were passionate about and something they were knowledgeable with. And they just went on with nothing stopping them. What is that thing in your life What areas of your life can you give away to the Lord and give to others that are just excess? It's a call to get back to the basics, friends. God is calling us back to the basics. Prayer, intimacy, His Word, worship, fasting. I know that's that F word. Nobody likes fasting. But God is calling us in this hour to be greater. It's not about the darkness that comes. It's about how much you're willing to shine. And some of us, talking to you right now, some of you have been wearing a cloak or have been putting a lampshade over your basket, over your light, and you haven't been shining as bright as you're supposed to be. And God is saying, now is the time to shine.